It is Thursday, the 1st of April, 2021. I just spent the night watching Backyard Wrestling with John Greed and the boys. And you're listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James, your hero, your host, sweet, loving Uncle Kingdom. Uh, yeah, um, I was on John Greed's Twitch stream tonight as we watched three hours of different backyard wrestling matches. Some of them very funny. Some of them really, really really disturbing there was a russian match in particular i'm not going to describe it if you are a sicko uh we didn't pre-screen these matches uh but if you're a sicko go to go to twitch.tv slash greed wrestling and uh and look in the archives and watch it yikes terrible uh um Lenny Lilac was supposed to join us today, but uh, he messaged me um, early evening uh, yesterday to let me know that uh, something, a little personal something had come up and he wasn't going to be available, which is okay. We're going to get Lenny on hopefully next week. Um, Lenny is, of course, uh, my partner in the current incarnation of the Union of Independent Professional Wrestlers, my promotion. And, uh, and Lenny is just a, he's, he's a damn good guy and funny as hell. So, uh, it's overdue to get him on the show. Um, so instead we're going to do some, you know, some solo casting. We'll go through some news. Um, I have a thing that I'm going to work on after I finish recording this. I, I was struck with the need to talk about, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier yesterday afternoon and i wrote a piece uh, it's it's hopefully this is the harbinger of of uh of more writing to come because i got writing to do this week but i will um you know what i'm gonna read you the first paragraph and then i'm gonna uh i'm gonna edit a video together it's gonna be available on my patreon for a day before I turn it loose on YouTube and hopefully it doesn't get demonetized. <laughs> um, but here is the first paragraph and I hope you'll understand. I hope you'll see where I'm going with my mindset. One of the things I'm enjoying most after only two episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier is that the show isn't shying away from something important. That no matter how much good he does in service of his country, as a soldier and as a superhero, in the end, Sam Wilson is still a black man in America. And I continue on from there. Um, you know, the right now, the trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is continuing. I think today is going to be day three. And, uh, you know, we had caught a preview of it uh, with a, you know, a couple of press conferences before the trial started. And the one of the, 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 the prosecutors was, 
was it a prosecutor or a lawyer for the family? I think it was a lawyer for the Chauvin family. Um, he knew what was coming. He knew that they were going to try and uh, uh, push a narrative about uh, F- Floyd George's uh, George Floyd's death. And uh, they were going to try and paint a picture of Chauvin as, you know, an officer doing his job. Or I think during the trial, they've tried to say that um, the witnesses who were yelling at him confused him and he wasn't able to pay proper attention to George Floyd's health. What a load of absolute bullshit. Um, it is, we talked a lot about this kind of stuff last year on the show. And we haven't talked a ton about it this year because, you know, as I said, going into 2021, I wanted to do more interviews. But we had talked about what's going on in America. We, we, and Canada. You know, we did daily shows all through the uh, the protests that flared up across the United States. Um, you know, I played you a clip of when uh, of, of a guest appearance I did on Q107 talking about the 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 uh, the protests. It it became such a flashpoint. And out of it was popularized the, the, you know, the phrases, the hashtags, defund the police, abolish the police. And we talked about those as well. And this, this sits with me, this weighs on me, viewing this weighs on me the same way the, uh, that in the United States we're seeing, um, more and bigger attempts at voter suppression from uh, from Republican uh, lawmakers. That if if your philosophy can only can't stand up to scrutiny and uh, can only survive through nefarious means, then your philosophy should die and be relegated to the dustbin of history. If you need to, if you need to lie to, uh, to protect fired police officers, dismissed police officers, if, uh, if, if you, if you have video evidence, clear video evidence of a fucking murder, in broad daylight, in front of witnesses. But you go out of your way to pull every trick out of your pocket, every rabbit out of your hat, to protect the murderer. And that that is systemic. The police officers in Buffalo, New York, who have who, who aren't being charged with the assault of a 75-year-old man that they shoved to the ground at the tail end of one of those protests, cracked his head open. He can't 
I think I, I think he has I think he, to this day he has problems walking and he can't hear out of one ear or he can't see out of one eye, one or the other. Uh, so many incidents of police misconduct and brutality. Then, then we honestly should be looking at defunding, if not abolishing, the police. Tear it down and build something new in its place. You are protecting corruption. You can't ask me to trust you to uh, tacitly obey you if you don't even follow the laws that you are there to enforce. So if the law doesn't apply to you, if you're above the law because you get a badge and a gun, that's, that's, then you're not an officer, you're an overseer. This is, you know, this brings me back to KRS-One lyrics. You, you are, this, the, the, the nation is a plantation. I'm making that up. The nation is a plantation. And these are off, these are overseers on horseback riding around to crack the whip on slaves in the field. And that system had to die, didn't it? That system had to die. But in another, it's reborn again in various ways. Uh, the, the over, policing and imprisoning of uh, black and Hispanic men and the uh, the use their use as prison labor as cheap prison labor for a century and a half uh, you know <sighs> anyways okay listen I think you <laughs> I think if you're listening to this show you know where I'm coming from and I want better. And I want actual equality. You know, you also have states, re- Republican-led states that are now passing uh, laws against uh, t- transgender individuals receiving health care. What the fuck? These are human beings and you are... Taking away their right to live healthy lives, to seek out their happiness and live healthy lives. You're, 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 you're writing laws to mandate that healthcare professionals can't help them. I mean, where does that come from? Where does that level of hate come from? And the fucking, the hypocrisy of most of these people waving Bibles in your face, talking about, you know, a Christian, uh, uh, it being a Christian nation, when what they're actually doing is just sowing hate to anybody that isn't, you know, straight and white. And even then. Eh, 
Anyways, been a long time since I've had one of those rants. Uh, let's go through some news. Uh, uh, you know what? It, it, it can't all be bad. So here's a little something from BlogTO. Someone is leaving. This is the headline. Someone is leaving sweet notes all over Toronto to help people who are having a tough time. To say people in Toronto are feeling exhausted, defeated, and outright depressed more than a year into the global pandemic is a massive understatement. And that's precisely why one resident is leaving anonymous, uplifting, handwritten notes all over the city. The new initiative, called Greetings Toronto, was founded by a Toronto resident and her two childhood friends, all of whom have asked to have their names withheld to keep in line with the anonymous nature of the project. I was going through a bit of a rough patch during the pandemic where my mental health took a decline and my days began feeling dull, the founder of Greetings Toronto told BlogTO of what inspired her to start the initiative. While scrolling through social media one day, I came across a post that spoke about the benefit that positive affirmations can have on your mindset. I decided to give it a try, and as I began practicing saying kind and positive things to myself, I noticed instant changes in my overall mood. As soon as she noticed the positive effects of these affirmations, she says she immediately felt the urge to find a way to brighten other people's days with uplifting messages as well. And so, Greetings Toronto was born, and the founder and her two partners have been leaving inspirational notes all over the city ever since. With the onset of what seems like a never-ending pandemic paired with long, uneventful days in Toronto, I wanted to sprinkle a bit of sunshine in a city that is normally filled with color, she says. It is important that now more than ever, we remind each other that better days are ahead and to keep the faith while we go through this. That is particularly nice let's see if we can read a few of these i'm going to let's open their instagram and uh see if we can see a few of them okay here's here's a few um your life is worth more than proving yourself to others a quote from morgan love um rachel walchin against all odds we're going to heal and be happy again uh, never feel guilty for taking a break. Uh, it's, oh, it, the, the the card that was left is, oh, it's okay to take a break. Uh, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. And when there's little stars and that's cute. Uh, I know you're tired. I know you're physically and emotionally drained, but you have to keep going. Oh, I guess so. Hey, you don't be so hard on yourself. You are doing okay with a little heart. That's nice. And uh, I like the fact that they're Ooh, show hiccup. I like the fact that they're keeping themselves anonymous. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's a thing that's happening. It's happening literally at the end of my street. Uh, <laughs> another headline from blog to Toronto McDonald's just closed for major renovations and the neighborhood isn't happy. Oh yeah. Cause where are you? I texted Jody threat about this yesterday and I said, the McDonald's, the McDonald's next to me is closed for renovations for who knows how long. Where are people in this neighborhood going to get their tasty, tasty poison? And uh, she was upset because that's one less source of Big Macs, her favorite food on earth. <laughs> um, 
A McDonald's in Toronto that closed for renovation to be modernized from its beloved classic style is really upsetting the neighborhood. Not me. I'm fine with it. Uh, that is, if you can judge by the more than 200 comments and 80 shares, a post about the changes to a McDonald's on PAPE have received on Facebook. I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is that, uh, that this neighborhood is filled with middle-aged barflies and hanger-outers. They're all through the pandemic, even when things were shut, like completely shut up tight. There's a couple of spots around here where you would still see guys gathering. Like, this is just where they meet and stand and smoke and uh, bullshit with each other. And it didn't matter how bad the weather was getting through the fall and winter. They were still going to go stand there. And this McDonald's is one of those spots where, you know, 10, 11 at night, you still see a dozen guys gathered around you know, drinking a coffee, smoking heavily, and bullshitting. What the fuck? So the McDonald's is all fenced off, and they've been ripping it apart. (laughs) Uh, Quote, the lady at McDonald's on Pape told me they're closing today for three months, oh my god, of major renovations, reads the ca- uh, the caption to the post, posted Monday in a local Facebook group by Rob Hart, whoever he is. I assume they're going to transform this McD's from the classic, happy, youthful 1970s style to the new middle-aged, slightly depressed look with straight edges and muted colors. He's comparing the style of McDonald's with red roofs and yellow neon with the newer style with more black square facades. Unfavorably. I've known that McDonald's since I was a kid. They opened it when I was 10 or 11. Grew up there, Hart tells BlogTO. I even worked there for a few months in the 80s when I was 15. I lost my uniform twice in one week and was embarrassed to go back. Well, then you're a dingus. Uh, commenters on the post have been sharing memories of opening day, working there as long as 40 years ago, and birthday parties old enough that they were there were ashtrays on the kitty tables. I had a McDonald's birthday. I think it was my eighth or ninth birthday. Uh, <laughs> and it was stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't, they can't possibly still do birthdays at McDonald's. They can't possibly. That was such a 70s, 80s thing. Um, Here's another comment. Worked there from 85 to 87. We were robbed twice, held at gunpoint, and I appeared in court as a witness three times while I worked there. Aged 15 to 17, wrote one person. Someone else shared a story of a coffee pot being thrown in their direction at the fry station by a customer. Good times. That's what's in the article. Good times. Period. Gonna miss the old French fry lights on a ketchup roof, (laughs) says another. Uh, You know, I mean, you're really reminiscing about a fast food chain restaurant. It's gonna be there. It's gonna look different. Have you never changed the wallpaper in your house? You wouldn't you wouldn't freshen up. You wouldn't renovate your 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 living room or kitchen after 40 fucking years. Come on. Don't get sentimental about a poison shack 
full of grease and and hamburgers that don't biodegrade. <laughs> Come on. Anyways, uh, what else have we got? Oh, this isn't a happy story. It's just one of those weird stories that we we see we see these days. Plane crash, gender reveal stunt kills two. I mean, fuck. Stop doing this shit. Two people died in Mexico when a plane being used for a gender reveal stunt crashed into the sea as the parents-to-be and guests cheered for the big moment that never came. Oh, there's footage of it. The deadly crash happened this week off the coast of Cancun, where expecting parents hired a plane to fly a banner announcing that they were having a baby girl. As, well, if you know, what do you need a banner for, you tension horse? As you can see, the plane is doing a series of stunts over the water before it takes a nosedive straight down, disappearing into the water with a huge splash. You can hear the family watching the flyover from a boat, screaming in horror as the plane crashes and sinks. There were four people on board the aircraft, and two of them died, according to local reports. One person died before rescuers could reach the victims, and another died while receiving first aid. It's unclear what caused the crash. Mexican authorities are investigating. Stop doing that gender reveal shit. For the love of God. I mean, here's here's what you do. You go to a bakery, you give them an you give them the answer in an envelope, and you say, if it's a boy, I want a cake that's blue inside. If it's a girl, I want a cake that's pink inside. And nobody has to die, and everybody gets cake. Don't blow things up. Don't don't perform aerial stunts. You don't have to have a fucking motorcycle jump Snake River Canyon. Let's get a cake. There you go. I saw that. I saw somebody do that. There's a that's a tasty, happy idea. You cut into the cake, and when you pull out the slice, you find out what color the cake is, and that's and that's everybody, and then everybody eats cake. Let them eat cake. <laughs> stop, stop burning down uh, rainforests. <laughs> stop, stop causing gigantic billion-dollar wildfires. Stop crashing planes. Stop blowing up houses. Get a cake. <sighs> Cops arrest woman near Drake's home. <laughs> uh, Drake's massive mansion was buzzing with police activity Tuesday, and cops say one woman is in custody after being found near the sprawling Toronto property. But Toronto police tell TMZ, this is a story from TMZ, by the way, officers, so was the last one, officers responded to a call around 5 p.m. Eastern and apprehended a woman before she could gain entry to Drake's estate. We're told there were no reported injuries and police have investigated after clearing the scene. A source close to Drake, probably the weekend, uh, (laughs) (laughs) probably the weekend, 
Tells TMZ the rapper was home at the time, but the woman got nowhere near the inside. There was a report of a woman allegedly armed with a knife storming Drake's home and using a metal pipe to strike to strike one of his security guards. But Toronto police tell us the report is not true. Okay. As you know, do I? Champagne Poppy, fuck that, built the 35,000 square foot mansion. Fuck. I think we did talk about this. On a two acre lot. And it's decked out with two saunas, a massage room, a 10 car garage, a gym, a screening room, and a full sized indoor basketball court, which I am looking at in a picture on fucking TMZ right now. And gotta say, jealous of Drake. I would love to. He's got his, uh, that, oh, hi, Chloe. He's got that owl logo. Mid-court, and there's uh, the backboards have neon light. Oh, man. I swear to God, if I if 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 money were no object, I would buy, and I've thought about this for years, I would absolutely buy uh, a chunk of property outside Toronto and build a stupid big home. And I would put, I would uh, probably in a, Probably not in the house, maybe in the house. I don't know, but I, 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 more likely, I would build a separate, like one of them big, all metal buildings, right? You know, the general. Uh, <laughs> if you're in the states and you ever see those commercials, I'd put up a big building and I'd build, a, I'd, I'd turn it into a mini wrestling arena. You know, like bleacher seats, like two rows, two rows of floor seats, and then some bleachers behind, and a a big jumbotron type thing on the stage and uh hi chloe hi and uh and locker rooms and an office and a merch store i'd build a mini arena i would if money were no object if if somebody out not with the claws if uh if somebody saw fit to uh to uh you know pick my lottery numbers give me eight figures i'd build a big stupid house Giant Lego room, uh, big uh, big comic book library. I'd have a screening room. Yeah, these are the kind of things I'd put in. Uh, yeah, heart shaped bed. No, kidding. Uh, plenty of room for this little fur ball with claws to run around. There, there, uh, there'd be a lot of closed doors though, so that I could. Find her. <laughs> okay, Chloe update. Let's see what's going on. Um, I bought a new one of those wands with the streamers and feathers on it. I, I posted some photos a couple of weeks ago of the gradual destruction of, uh, of the first one, which she didn't like it. She didn't like the for a month or so, a couple of months. When she first got here, but then she fell in love with it and shredded the motherfucker. Um, so I bought a new one. I had to go get her uh, food and litter the other what was it, Saturday. So I bought another one and we're playing with it. And uh, I've discovered that my little friend here is quite a jumper. She, I'm, I, I'm swinging the thing around right now and uh, to try and distract her. 
from clawing up my leg. That's what she wants. She wants to play. She wants some attention. Uh, yeah, she loves to, she loves to jump in the air after this thing. And, um, and let me move my microphone and, uh, hey, and, uh, she'll, she'll jump once or twice as it swings back and forth. And then she'll like make a big jump and run away. Like she has to reset. Her brain has to reset. She'll run towards the bedroom and stop for a few seconds and then come back. <laughs> she is, um, she's happy. I'm, I, but she's also like, I mean, she's, you know, she's not even two years old yet. So she's still basically, uh, a kid and she's full of energy, as I've said. And, uh, so I'm trying to dedicate more time each day to playing with her and, uh, and, and giving her that, uh, that playtime, that stimulation that she needs. I do not want ah the good jump. I I do not want to bore my cat to death. I do not want my cat to sleep twenty three hours a day and get up to eat and turn into a cinder block fat ass cat. Uh, so that requires paying some attention to her. And also, I have uh, I have that the wacky light up toy ball that uh that tim malone got us thank you tim and uh that is good to distract her once in a while when i just i need to get something done and i can't play and i i need her to stop clawing my legs she'll uh not every time i've noticed not every time sometimes she's not into watching it or playing with it but most times it's enough to distract her for a little while so so our little furry friend is doing well. Uh, I still can't coax her to get into the window and watch things outside. But I'm sure that will happen eventually. Right, kiddo? Yeah. She's lying here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honest to God. I'm so happy I got a cat. Uh, some nerd stuff. John Romita Jr. is returning to Marvel from DC Comics. Uh, it was 2013 when he signed a deal, an exclusive deal that uh, had him leave Marvel after almost his entire career and uh, joined DC. DC has been getting rid of some of their big name exclusive agreements like Brian Michael Bendis, who is still writing Justice League, but is no longer exclusive. And uh, Ramita Jr., uh, went to DC and uh, to draw Superman with Jeff Johns as the writer, and uh, now he's he's heading home to Marvel. So, hey, let's see what he does there. Maybe it'll be another stint on the Avengers. Maybe it'll be Fantastic Four. Maybe maybe they maybe they'll give him an X book. I don't know. Um, more nerd stuff. Netflix has bought the rights to. Uh, two sequels to Ryan Johnson's uh, critically acclaimed movie, Knives Out. So Knives Out 2 and 3 are going to go to Netflix in a deal worth 450 
million dollars. 450 million for these two films. I haven't seen Knives Out yet. And they're spending half a billion on two and three. I mean, shouldn't you check with me first? I mean, just Netflix, give me a call and say, hey, are you going to re-up a subscription if we get Knives two and uh, knives Out 2 and 3? And I'll say, no. And you could save yourself $450 million. You know, oh, okay. Well, hmm, we'll buy the rebroadcast rights for much less than that afterwards. Thanks for saving us that money, Kingdom. And I'll say, hey, you're welcome, Netflix. You're welcome. Because that's how Hollywood works. You talk to me first or you lose a lot of money. It's, it's, it's just the way it is, kids. Come on. Everybody knows. All roads pass through kingdom. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you somebody else who didn't consult with me. Hey, what's wrong? Hmm, Chloe just came up and... Okay. I thought we were... I'm kind of idly playing with the wand with her and and the streamers and uh every once in a while she uh, she figures out that i'm not paying full attention and she'll come over and nudge me hey are we doing this or what do if you're gonna play play properly i would honest to god i thought this again this morning i uh yesterday morning i should say i would honest to god pay real money if um if someone could teach my cat to speak English, <laughs> if you could invent, if you could invent a device, a translator, or you could teach her, I don't know, put a chip in her brain. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see her shaved for the surgery though. She'd hate me for that. But if this cat could speak English, oh my God, my life, I think my life would be so much better. She doesn't meow a lot she's not incredibly vocal so i'm not afraid that she's suddenly going to talk up a storm and and become bothersome that way uh, i but it would be nice if when we locked eyes and i blinked at her slowly to let her know hey things are good if if i could <sighs> honest to god I hope she gets accustomed to the sound of it and and figures out kind of what I mean. But I often do look at her and she makes eye contact with me. And I just, I, I, I ask my cat, are you okay? Is everything okay? I, I honestly, I want to know that she's happy. I wish she could tell me what it is that she wants. Is is there ever hey clean my litter? Hey, I'm I know you're not going to feed me until 7 p.m., but I'm hungry. <laughs> can I have a treat? Or hey, can we play with that? Can we play with the with the tennis balls or or the squiggly thing, something. Just if she could tell me I'd like to be able I'd like to be able to ask her what it was that happened to her before I adopted her before she went into you know where she went into the system foster care or whatever that uh, makes her afraid to uh, jump up in the window 
or not want to be picked up. A friend of mine said she thinks that she was probably thrown, which makes me so, so sad. I mean, if you throw a cat, you're a fucking villain. Just a villain. If you abuse any animal, you're a villain. But I mean, oh, I don't know. I really just wish that Chloe spoke English. But of course, she's from Quebec. So if she could speak, she'd probably speak French. And then I'd have to learn French again. <laughs> and I took French all through school as a kid. And I can barely remember any of it. But then I'd have to learn French again for this damn cat. And I would, like I mean I would, if she could prove to me she spoke French, I'd learn French again. <sighs> hey, have you seen the new uh, IWGP World Heavyweight title belt? New Japan Pro Wrestling has merged the heavyweight title and the intercontinental title and created the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. They didn't they didn't call their top championship the World Championship before. It was just the IWGP Heavyweight. So they merged their two top titles, create a world title. They get a new belt. The belt is terrible. The belt is fucking awful. The Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship belt was possibly the single best-looking professional wrestling championship belt uh, being used on the planet today. It's oh, so gorgeous. So gorgeous. I was studying it when I was coming up with the Northern Lights title. Love it so much. This thing looks like the WWE butterfly, you know, Divas butterfly design belt had a baby with Cody Rhodes neck tattoo and uh and it it turned itself into a championship belt and it's terrible. It's not it's just it's so much not good. But anyways, Kota Ibushi has it. So, hi. You're about. You're. Oh yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna. She's tapping me on the leg. <laughs> she's got these big eyes, and she's not. Oh yes, she wants attention. Okay. Where are we on the show? Thirty-eight. I'm probably gonna have to. <laughs> probably gonna have to cut the show here. So that I can, I can, I can entertain the cat for a little while. Maybe I'll put the ball, the the shiny ball, down, and see if she likes that at two a.m. Is it all? It's oh no, it's one twenty-three. Oh my God, you're clawing into me! Oh, if she taps me the first couple of times, she's she's real soft with the tap the first couple of times. But if I if I continue doing whatever I was doing, she then. She'll get up on her hind legs and use both paws, both her front paws, to like grab my leg and start to scratch and climb me. And it's like, why are you trying to cut me open? So, if she, I tried to pick her up again the other day. She's 
I can pick her up for like two seconds at a time now, but I tried to pick her up and sit her in my lap so I could pet her. And uh, I have two big scratches uh, on my left elbow because of it. It was, I was like soundly told to fuck off (laughs) with cat claws. She might not speak English, but she sure knows how to tell me to fuck off. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think I was at the end of my tabs here, my open tabs. All right. What, what, uh, what can I tell you? Um, later tonight, we're going to play among us. Me, Greed, Space Monkey, uh, JT Kirk, um, Captain Dirty Beard, uh, Matt Grant, um, Scumbag Yates. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna play some Among Us. Cause there's the new map, the airship. And, uh, it should be a real shit show as we try and learn the map and whatever new tasks there are. Um, then, um, on Friday, if I, uh, edit it quickly enough, you will see the, um, it might be Friday. Yeah, Friday, probably be Friday. Um, I'll, uh, release the Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, video that I mentioned at the beginning of the show and everybody will get to see it. And, uh, there will also be a Patreon exclusive podcast. Yeah, I might get Lenny for that. And, um, what else? Uh, oh, on my website, I added fucking biting me. (laughs) I was petting her and not looking and she bit my hand. If I'm not paying attention to her. If I'm trying to scratch her or pet her or whatever and I'm not paying attention to her, she gets fucking salty. You are quite the pissy little French girl. Uh, <laughs> it's like I'm living with a stripper. Just salty and demanding and... Ugh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Patreon exclusive on the website. Yes, on my website, I added uh, Google Pay, which uh, links up with uh, Square uh, as a payment. Don't fucking scratch me as a payment method uh, in my store. I had somebody who was looking to buy one of the Steve Austin books, uh, doesn't use PayPal. So uh, I checked out my WooCommerce back page. And I was able to add that. And I have an existing Square account. Yes, stop fucking with me, cat. Oh, my God. I really have to wrap this up before she murders me. Um, so, yeah, if you go to rutgazer.com slash, uh, is it shop? Yeah, rutgazer.com slash shop. You can uh, just go to rutgazer.com and click shop, okay? Just in case it's rutgazer.com slash store. Uh, and you can... You can now pay with uh, PayPal, credit card, or debit card. Secure transactions for the nonsense I'm selling. Um, And uh, I also decided on a couple of shirt designs that I'm I'm actually, uh, I'm going to, should be pretty quick for me to work on. And uh, they'll be up in the Teespring store soon. 
Uh, what else? I don't know. That's it. All my social media. You know it. My name is Kingdom. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Patreon, Twitch. Just go to those websites. Search for My Name is Kingdom. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and my birthday is next Friday. If you'd like. <laughs> if you'd like. I do have an Amazon wish list. Uh, I'm not going to get to hang out with people. I'm not going to get to see people. Which fucking sucks. Because, as you know, I had I had big plans for this. This is my 50th birthday. The 101 Things in 1001 Days. The new version of that project is starting next Friday. I had plans i wanted to be i thought we would be in a place where we could be back amongst each other's company and i have plans and it's not gonna happen now so if you wanted to buy me a gift you know like i mean you know my dad my brother They'll probably just send me money but that seems gauche to do that with strangers i can't <laughs> This is so, it is so weird and my, and narcissistic for me to say, it feels so narcissistic for me to say, hey, I have a wish list, buy me something. It feels like, it feels like gold digger, like the gold digger, uh, girlfriend, uh, trope to, you know, hey, buy me, buy me, buy me. Um, but if you wanted to get me something, I have an Amazon wish list. It's in my link tree. In the show notes, click on the link tree. My name is Kingdom. That's also a My Name is Kingdom. And, uh, eh, yeah, maybe you buy me something. I don't know. I feel weird saying it, but I also like getting gifts. And it's my 50th fucking birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna probably do a very long Twitch stream that night. You know, play some games with some friends, hang out, um, play some weird stuff, some weird me stuff. Uh, on the stream, but uh, I'd like to make it feel as much like a birthday party as possible. <sighs> I'm honestly, I'm smiling right now, but I'm just, I'm, I'm sad thinking about it because it's 16 months ago that I said, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this. And today we still can't. Fuck, man. Wear your fucking masks and wash your fucking hands and stay the fucking doors because whack jobs not doing those three things are why I can't have my 50th fucking birthday party. Fuck. I hate, hate, hate these anti-mask idiots. New Zealand is open. Vietnam is open. We're going into a third lockdown. Because people are too selfish to fucking make a, sm a, a few small sacrifices and take care of one another. Some people are making big sacrifices. I'm not saying I'm one of them because I'm not having my birthday party. But some people are making big sacrifices. They've been working in hospitals all through this pandemic. They've been staying home. They've sacrificed their little, their, you know, their, their, uh, their amounts of freedom. Amounts of personal freedom. And there are people who are still out there to this day, no masks on, running around protesting. 
and prolonging the goddamn thing and helping promote the fucking variants that are that are going to are going to take over selfish pricks anyways there's some lego on my <laughs> my wish list <laughs> oh shit all right kids that's enough of my bullshit for tonight um yeah I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow for the Patreon exclusive podcast. For the love of fuck, it's the beginning of the month. You know what? You want to you want to give me a birthday gift? Don't even buy, you don't even have to go to the the wish list. Sign up for the Patreon. $2, $5, $10, $30. There's four tiers there. Sign up for the Patreon. Put yourself down for a year. Put yourself down for six months, three months, whatever. Sign up for the Patreon. That would make me so happy. Holy shit. Patreon.com slash my name is kingdom. Give me the gift of your of your subscription. That would be awesome. All right. In the meantime, and in between time, as Ed Whalen would say, take care of one another. Find some good trouble to get into. I miss you, kids. Your Uncle Kingdom loves you. Bye. <laughs>